is it, this is it. What's up, everybody? This is Joel Barsky with the Irish Chat Podcast. You were just listening to an amazing song called If You Only Knew by today's guest, Savannah. I love this song so much that I thought to play it out in the intro and outro of this episode. Savannah has a singer based out of Jamaica that just released her new EP called Be Somebody. Listen to us talk about her new album, visuals for her music, and much more. So enjoy your Irish Chat as we say what's up to Savannah. Savannah. Oh, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on your program. It's my honor. I know you're based in Jamaica right now. So how's the whole quarantine situation been for you? You know, honestly, it's been a very creative time. And unfortunately, our government did get ahead of everything. So we've managed to keep the death toll to 10 people. Um, and also, you know, social distancing and putting all those policies in place. So we've been managing it, you know, fairly fairly decently actually but for me personally it's been a very creative time very tough time on my psyche but overall i think you know a, a good necessary test you know yeah, yeah yeah well speaking of being creative you have a creative project that's actually coming out you have your second ep called be somebody that's coming out so how do you feel that this record has developed from your prior ep um, it, tremendously, you know, I've learned so much over these past five years and I've basically just put all of that into this EP. Um, I was very instrumental in just how everything sounded at the, in the end product, um, as far as just what sounds were used and how the mixes were and what sounds were, you know, emphasized. Um, and then also I, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I played a huge part in the visuals for everything. So like the creative direction for everything and I was just really in control yeah did you have probably the same control from your last project or did you like have more control in this project compared to your last one? Oh, I had the mo I have more control than this one for sure guaranteed yeah well and I saw on your Instagram that you posted that the cover art for this EP is pretty special to you so what is so significant about the cover art? Well, um, I just feel, I feel like it's important to, to be yourself. Um, and the EPB somebody for me is just literally me embracing every expressive, creative function of me, of Savannah. Um, and yeah, I kind of use the art, uh, category, classicism, which is, you know, it's, it's usually you see a lot of, you know, light skin white persons occupying that space so i kind of always wanted to i don't know insert myself into that space and celebrate who i am in that space in in a way in a in a as a statement to say that i'll be celebrating myself in every space regardless of, of what people think and how they feel you know yeah yeah and i really like the photo you're laying down and i guess someone's holding your hair back like a long strand of your hair yeah they're holding, 
my hair. Yeah, it's meant to signify just, you know, everybody that has something to say as far as like, oh, you know, you should be doing this or we really feel like this is your lane or you know what, you know what? Do more songs like with Too Shy. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, or just even things that get a little bit more dark than that as far as like launching, like, you know, comments against me for how I speak or how I look, my skin color um, and everything like that. And me just kind of daring to, to pursue my goals all the same and pursue my dreams in the way that I, I want to, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, that's what the hands are there for. It was actually my brother's hands. He was on set that day and I was like, you know my hair? And he did it. So. <laughs> well, on this record and I mean, your prior music you've worked with, or you're working with indignation collective for this album. So how do you think your music is different from the other artists that are part of that group? I just think you have to listen. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be obvious when you listen to it. Um, I, I couldn't really describe it to you. You just have to listen because okay. it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you've been working with Protégé on this record. So what do you feel is the best advice that he's given to you to help you throughout your musical career? I think, um, I think honestly, it's nothing that he's really said so much as, as what he's done. You know, I think he's led by example as far as like keeping, keeping, he kept going despite the odds, mm-hmm. right? Um, he just kept pursuing music because he believed in it so much. Um, yeah, he just kept pursuing it. And that for me, just it, it spoke, it's that speaks volumes for me, right? Because yeah. it, it took him a while to get, you know, his first big single and then another while to get, um, you know, different goals ticked off the list as far as like the career in mm-hmm. his career in music. And yeah, that for me was just, it's, it's incredibly inspirational to watch and be a part of and to just see him pour all of himself into a thing. And, you know, it's, you can only, Hope to emulate. Yeah. yeah. And you recently came out with the music video. So if you only knew, which is, I, I love the song. It's a beautiful song. And not only it's in a beautiful song, but it's an amazing music video that you filmed in Senegal. So what made you want to film there? So I ended up in Senegal last year, December, because I was working on a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to be a assistant director on the final film in, a, film in a series called The Just and the Blind, which which was exploring in this, in that film, um, you know, how racism shows up in an African country, Mm -hmm. right? Previous films explored it for America and then also the diaspora because the other one was filmed in Jamaica, filmed in Jamaica. Um, Long story short, though, I had some time at the end of that trip and I was listening to um, If You Only Knew on Repeat and then the director who was there with me, Yoram, he was just like, why don't we, why don't we do a video? So yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll do a video. And then just end up doing a video, bought the headscarves in a market in Senegal. And yeah, we just wrote a rough storyboard and shot it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the water scenes that you see in the video, though, are shot in Jamaica. So okay. it's a bit of both Senegal and then 10% Jamaica. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's an amazing video and I love it. And I mean, I, I love the song. I have the, I mean, you mentioned you have the song on repeat. And, funny thing is i have it on repeat like all day every day especially when i'm at the beach i listen to it all day and i know you write your own music and since this is pretty like your lead single right now so what made you want to write that song i was in love i was in love and um we were long distance and i kind of just wanted to write a song reassuring him um without really 
saying those words to him, you know what I mean? It was just kind of just my feelings at the time. I'll go far for you because I had to travel miles. <laughs> I had to take a plane. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the song did evolve in its meaning, though, having shot it in Africa and being in that space and seeing people around me all the time that looked exactly like me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding the history of Senegal and how that connects to the Caribbean and Jamaica, where I'm from, it definitely, you know, leveled up the meaning for me as far as, like, the reach of black love, you yeah. know, so it, there's different layers for it for me, but yeah, the intent, like the initial intent was, yeah, I'm writing this for this person. I'm in love with. You know, it's a perfect song for this time, especially since a lot of people are doing social distancing, especially from their loved ones. So I think that's a perfect song for them to listen to when they're thinking about their loved ones that they can't really see in person or are really hesitant from seeing in person. Yeah, this is true. I've listened to other interviews that you've done, and I've heard you mention before, I mean, throughout your musical career, that you took a number of breaks, especially long breaks that maybe were, you know, months apart. So what really helped you push yourself to getting into music and just pursuing it back again? Um, I've just never been able to. Honestly, music is really healing for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um. And, and it's helped me through those tough times, those times where I've been tested, um, whether it be family issues or just my own personal BS that I have going on. Um, I just, when, when I write it, you know, like it's, that's therapy because I usually am writing my feelings. Yeah. Um, I've been able to listen to it and feel better or cry to a song and feel better as a lot of people are. Um, dancing to it. I just, yeah, it's, it's been, my saving grace in a lot of ways. So I couldn't really ever escape it, you know? So me me taking a break probably just means me not putting out music, but it definitely just, it still means me writing songs. Because every song that you'll hear on this EP is a reflection of that, of me when I left an abusive relationship, uh, me when I was in love, me when I was reflecting on, you know, how God has blessed me. Um, so, yeah, all of those songs were written in those times where I wasn't necessarily on the scene, you know? So what do you feel is the most healing part about music? Is it the writing, just listening to it, maybe going to shows? Huh, man, I don't know. I think, I think it's very closely tied with the writing itself, but then also how something feels, right? Mm-hmm. Because I listen to a lot of... I listen to a lot of like Portuguese music and Spanish music, right? Okay. And a lot of the times I don't understand what they're saying. I understand a few words, but I, um, a lot of I don't understand what they're saying. But just because of how it's emoted, you kind of understand and that in itself feeling. So I'd, it'd have to be the frequency of the music and writing for me. You mentioned listening to Portuguese and Spanish music. So what artists do you listen to to really help you get into music? I- I know that she's very mainstream right now, but I love Rosalia um, and also um, Sarah Tavares. I know that she's a little bit older, you know, um, but I've, I've listened to her for years. So those are my two main ones. I listen to other people, but those are my two, two main ones okay. right now. Of course, are there other musical genres that you really like listening to as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really into black hip hop music right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Megan The Stallion, um, <laughs> Rico Nasty, uh, Flo Millie right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really into it. Sweetie. I, I, yeah, I like really aggressive rap music right now. Oh, really? Also, I, I, I love jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, dancehall has always been a staple, but I'm like more on the older spectrum of dancehall, but big up Skilly Bang too. Um, soul music has never gone anywhere. It's always going to be there for me. Yeah. But yeah, all that. Cool. So besides music, I mean, you mentioned that you play other roles and you're also an actress and have been, you mentioned being an assistant director. So out of all the roles you played, which one do you think is the most challenging? I think acting is the most challenging because you have to become, you have to give yourself over to like the character and what they want to do versus how you would react to a thing. Mm-hmm. I think music, music comes, music is instinctive for me, like every part of it. I kind of just know how I want it to be. The business part of it though, very rough. So if we're talking about difficulty, then that part is very rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, music is the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's also instinctive, like the creating of it. So I couldn't say it's hard. It's it's weird. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, acting is challenging because you have to be you have to give over yourself to the reactions of a character that is in yeah. you. But it's also kind of freeing, liberating to not be yourself for a while. Since you had a little bit of a directing role for your prior music video, do you see yourself maybe doing more directing roles in future music videos that you'll be doing? Absolutely. That's the goal, for sure. I want to direct other people's music videos. Okay. Any artists out there that you really want to direct a video for? I'd like to direct a video for Billy and Jay. Also Lila. Also Arnick, if you'll have me. Um, Jada Kingdom. Uh... Jazz, if she'll have me. Um, Cezo, Ben Staples. A lot of people. I see them and I kind of just want to like throw them in something else. Yeah. In another uh, kind of uh, imagery than what they're, you know, than what they explore right now. But, yeah. When you hear songs, do you like already have a vision? Like, uh, I could already plan a, a music video for this. Yeah, absolutely. From the very start, um, I remember "Bit Too Shy," which was my first single, and when I wrote it, immediately the imagery of um, their eyes were watching God. That film that was was executive produced by Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. like that jumped into my mind. And then I had written the treatment back then to pull some scenes from that to, like, you know, um, put it have "Bit Too Shy" tell that story um, yeah. because there were moments where she was shy. And I just wanted to do that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, it happens. I get imagery in my mind all the time. I'm constantly looking for different styles and different aesthetics and and just cool, provocative things to inject into, you know, my music and and the look of it. Yeah. And I know that you're a musician full-time, but if you were to pursue acting as a a full-time role for you, what would be the dream role for you to play? Probably like a psychopath or a sociopath. Somebody who is completely unfeeling just because I feel so much. That would yeah. be, be a very difficult challenge for me to kind of just put myself in that role and maybe do a lot of evil things in evil the film. Like Saw? <laughs> like the movie Saw series? Mm, not like that. Evil. Not not. <laughs> 
not physically hurting people, but like psychologically. Oh, like, mentally. You know. Oh, even worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it would be the, is there a director like, oh, I would love to work with that director? And Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Someone that could really fit. Maybe, maybe I would it. I don't know. Maybe I would direct it. Or, you, or maybe yeah. I would collaborate. Or maybe it'd be a Jamaican director that I collaborate with. You know? Like yeah, Storm yeah. or Daniel or somebody from here. Because I feel like Jamaicans see things in a very special way. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Since this whole quarantine, have you been catching up on movies, TV series, or anything like that? I've been trying, but it's been busy. It's been a lot of studio work. There's been a lot of self-work um, and just a lot of running up and down and having to be creative, you know, showing up for, for friends and family. So, But yeah, I have been watching. What have I been watching? I've been watching Good Girls. I think that's a good little series. It's really funny. Um, what else? I just started Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just the first episode. What else? I've been wearing, I've been watching a lot of like light older comedies, like Easy A. Well, and I heard in a previous interview that you're actually a Game of Thrones fan, but at the time you didn't see the last episode. So were you able to I catch up? I did not watch the last episode. I didn't. I heard it was disappointing and I didn't want to be disappointed. So I didn't watch the last I didn't watch the last two episodes, I think. Is there a family that you're supportive of? Absolutely. The Starks. The Starks? The, the Starks, yes. Absolutely. Who's your favorite Stark? Uh, my favorite Stark is uh, Jon Snow. I like Jon him a lot. Even though he ended up... I don't know. I just, it was so weird. It got really <laughs> incestual in the end. My God. Well, we're at a recurring segment in this podcast called Name Your Bio. So if you could have an autobiography about your life, what would it be called and why? I, I don't know what this would be titled, but something with resilience in it, just because I feel like that explains that I could sum myself up in, in that word. I'm resilient, mm. you know? Mm. Um, I really, truly feel like I'm unstoppable. <laughs> so, okay, actually, that's a good word. Unstoppable. Unstoppable, yeah. That that's is, that's a called. resilient word. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and I'd, I'd um, I, it'd just be my life because my my the sto- my life story is unbelievable. You just would never believe just all of the things that I've gone through and overcome. Yeah. Are you able to maybe describe that in a sentence or two? Woo! Ah, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I my my beginnings were very. High impact and just up to today's date, it just continues to like continues to kick the out of me. Yeah. Um. I, and I've just been pressing on, you know. So yeah. I I can't wait to read that book. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to write it for sure. Yeah. Before we wrap, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Oh, yes, for sure. My EP, Be Somebody, drops July 31st. You can pre-save it right now. Click the link in my bio. Um, pre-save it on Spotify or Apple Music. 
It's six brand new songs. It's my best music I've ever made. I'm in love with the whole project. I literally listen to it all the time. And I'm um, very excited for it. Uh, follow me along the journey on social media. Search Savannah, S-E-V-A-N-A. Call me Savannah. And yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Awesome. And uh, all the links to your socials will be in the episode notes. But for our listeners, definitely catch that EP. I was honored to enough to get a chance to listen to it. And, you know, what I, did you think? Oh, it's amazing. And I mean, I love and I don't really say this much about songs, but I love if you only knew like that's a song that I can say that I'm in love with that song. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's again, that's something I don't say about all. And I listen to a lot of music and that's the only song I can say, wow, I am in yeah. love with, in love with this song. Yay. Okay, great. Amazing. But, no, it, it, I mean, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's an honor to talk to you and, you know, just to listen to your music. Uh, I think our listeners will fall in love with your music and fall in love with everything that you do and will definitely follow you. But it's been a pleasure and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But thank you so much for joining us in Irie Chat and best of luck on everything. Thank you. You too. Big up yourself, Joel. Thank you Thanks. for having me. Our iReach chat with Savannah. Make sure to catch her new EP and follow all her socials. You may find more information in the show notes. Please rate our podcast and let us know what you think of it. I hope you stay safe under quarantine. To keep yourself occupied, go ahead and catch our other interviews. Thanks for listening to our iReach chat and I'll see you soon.